<laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for spooky reviews of terrifying stories, arts, or volumes that us or yourselves choose. Find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Sharpen your fangs and get ready to hunt, as it's time to join the hunt. But first, please put your paws together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott. Boo! Uh... <laughs> Welcome everyone to Volume 2, Issue 1 of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. We are reading Colder from Dark Horse from 2012. This is a five-issue miniseries that ran from, well, 2012. Um, it's the first part in an omnibus. If you have the omnibus, you just read the first five issues and you can keep up with this show. So, as always, joined by these two. They've already been introduced, but we'll say hello again just to be polite, won't we? Who are you? I'm Scott, I am. How are you doing? Thanks for joining, everyone. Who are you? My name is Philip. Hiya. <laughs> and I'm Shane, of course. So uh, before we jump into the book, let's just jump and see who has joined us in the chat. We've got Comics versus the World. It says, I'm here early to say I won't be here, but I have a great show. <laughs> every week, every week he pops in to say hello, which is really nice of him. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's listening on the replay. So hey and thank you. We've also got Liam. He says, "Hidey ho, due to various medications, thanks to an infected to oh, an infected tooth. Oh man, hopefully you're not in pain. Didn't manage to finish this book. Kept falling asleep when he tried. Beth has read it though. However, she's now falling asleep. I hope that's not. I hope that's not the book that's causing you to fall asleep. We have Blue Sonic. Says hi everyone. Hello. TB Collects is back again. Welcome back. Hello Tyler. It's so nice mm -hmm. to see you." We have Amy's here. Hello, Amy. Hey, guys and dolls. And we have, oh, Connie's here as well. Hi, Connie. Thank you hi, for Connie. popping up. Um, oh, and Glenn. And Glenn says hi to all of us. We all get a name check from Glenn, which is nice. Everyone else just says hi, guys. Glenn <laughs> takes the time to say hello to each of us individually. So thank mm. you for that. <laughs> you guys do what you want. That's fine. <laughs> we also have, where did it go? It's jumped on me. Oh. Uh, we have James from This Week in Metropolis. Hi, James. Thanks for joining. And there was one more I saw somewhere there. I did. Jason Parker Comics. Hey, guys. Hey, Thanks for joining. So we read in Colder, like I say. This was my pick. Um, since it's horror month, I thought I'd go for what I thought was the creepiest book I could find. So I chose Colder. Um, so I'm going to give a quick synopsis before we jump into thoughts so um the synopsis i did write it down so my eyes are going to be down here okay i've put colder follows deacon uh sorry declan young man who in 1941 was a resident of an asylum for the criminally insane and he meets nimble jack a being from the other place who curses declan to get colder and colder until he hits zero degrees um at which time he will die this book takes place 70 years later declan is still alive but getting colder he once again has to face off against Jack, but not only to save himself, this time to save the woman he loves. So that's the synopsis that I've put down for this book. You lot might have a different synopsis in mind. If you do, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, what did you... Oh, before we do, do we have one more person in the chat I want to say hello to? It's the comic book report. 
thank you for joining. So I've never read this book, but the cover art is terrifying. Yeah. It, yeah. If you don't read it, at least go and check out all the covers because the covers are absolutely terrifyingly stunning. So yeah, first thoughts, Phil, go on. What did you think? Well, you mentioned the cover. So let's talk about that cover that you see on your screen. The fact that the fingers are going through his mouth into his eye, like it's so grotesque and creepy. And that's the first thing you come to. And that's like that lay the groundwork for this book. It was exactly I should have clicked trigger warning. My apologies. The trigger warning will last for the entirety of the show as this book does hit on a lot of themes that some people may find uncomfortable. So um, maybe check out the synopsis for the book before you listen if you are easily triggered or easily like offended by some of these things. Um, it doesn't do it over the top, but there are a lot of things in this book that some people may find uncomfortable to read. So there's a trigger warning out of the way. Sorry, Phil. Continue. Yeah, like, we definitely need that trigger warning because it does touch on some real dark uh, yeah. stuff throughout this book. But like I say, that that cover, when you look at that cover, that kind of just tells you what you're in for. It's that level of creepiness throughout the entire book. Absolutely. But brilliantly. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it is creepy. It's not overly scary. Like, I was never, like, terrified of reading the book. But page after page or something happens like, oh it's a bit oh, oh don't like i don't know about that oh oh do you know what i mean it's just that kind of feel you get by reading this but um listen i i, I enjoyed it um art was stunning a lot of the pages were absolutely stunning and um listen had a good time terrifying terrifyingly creepy time throughout awesome they should put that on the cover <laughs> make Scott, sure you got my name on though Oh yeah, obviously it has to have, if it doesn't have Phil's name on it, it's not worth buying, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Scott, um, what did you think? Uh, yeah, like so I sat down to read issue one and when I when I read my books for the Nerd, it's usually like, you know, one or two issues at a time and I'll put it down, do whatever, and then come back to it. But because of how creepy and you know slightly triggery that you know the, the things that happen in issue one and two i decided to just go through the whole thing in one sitting because you know with you know i'm not great with scary stuff and I, you know you can't be scared of what you see in a book because you can't have a jump scare but you know what i mean it's like i just wanted to get through it so i could stop feeling this tense and you know uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah and you know like it's i'm not saying like i didn't i didn't not enjoy the book i thought it was a very cool book the art like those was fantastic and some of the designs of the characters and creatures that you see in this book was definitely my favorite part um but yeah but it, it you know the start of it became you know it, it was creepy and you know like dark but then the further you got through the five issues the less creepy it got and became about the story about Declan um, and the, what's the woman's name again? Reese. I remember. Reese. Yes. Yeah, Reese as well. So, yeah, it became more about that than just avoiding uh, Nimble Jeff instead of just the quick, sudden creepiness. And I just said, like, we, we were talking to somebody the other day and, and they had said that they had started to read this book and after the first few pages, they put it down and didn't finish it mm. because they were creepy. But obviously for the nerd herd, like we, like we have to finish the book. So once you get past that kind of level of eerie kind of 
unsettling feeling after the first two issues. You're right, it, it kind of falls in its own thing. It's not as creepy towards the end. Yeah. Still, you kind of story. get used yeah. to it. But also, it's still there in the background because the, the things are still happening. But I think yeah. you're becoming more you're becoming more comfortable with the world that is being created yeah. in front of you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just slowly starts to irk you a little bit less as you see these terrifying things. And, and as yeah. the more you see Nimble Jack, the less, you know, the less creepy he becomes and the more yeah. sort of annoying. And <laughs> it's, it's, it sets the tone, doesn't it? In the first, in the first and second issue. So, you know, they don't have to show all of this stuff going on in the background over and over and over again you know it's happening. So whilst you're reading it, it's in the back of your mind. This is the kind of world that we're in, and it's not great. Um, but, We've got um, James from This this Week in Metropolis says the cover is terrifyingly awesome, and I think that's exactly how you explain that cover. It is terrifyingly awesome. We've got Greyman in as well. Hey, Greyman, thank you. He says he's got this one, and he also says he's um, reread it recently. So awesome. Nice. So we get, we're going to get his score tonight. We don't usually get a grey man score, do we? Hopefully he can score us. Um, Tottenham, Gaming... <laughs> Tottenham Gaming says, so it's basically thinner. Um, there were the beginning bit kind of the way he whispers to him, like, you're going to get colder. Um, just check up on some of these comments. It says, um, where were we? I wanted to see. Someone agreed with you, Scott. He said he read it in one go. It's, uh, Blue Sonic says, yeah, done it in one sitting. And you can. It's a really easy, like a quick, breezy read. There's not. There's not like a Secret Wars level of text in the book. <laughs> you, you know, you can get through a page in under 10 minutes, unlike Secret Wars. <laughs> but yes, uh, Coddy says um, it was eerie or unsettling more than scary. Uh, it sets yes. your teeth on edge, especially the scenes on the other place, I think. Yeah, but the very, uh, it was very reason uh, readable, I thought. I read it all in one sitting as well. Connie read it in one sitting. So, yeah, I think you get a better feel for the book if you read it in one yeah. sitting. I don't but think why I would... did everyone read it in one sitting? Was it because, like, oh, this is weird and creepy and I don't want to sit through this for another night? I'll get it all done now. Or was Too it... scary to come back to. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm enjoying this and I want to see what happens and I want to read it quickly uh, because it's cool and I'm enjoying the concept. Yeah, I think for me there was that. Because I hadn't read this one. I've read the second one, um, Toss the Bones. I read that one. That's the only one I had. So I read that. And I wanted to read this. So that's why I picked it for The Herd. And I I, I wanted to read on. So I finished the first issue, straight into the next one, straight into the next one. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. Speaking of the covers, I think my favourite one, if you can have a favourite cover of these, is the one where it looks like Nimble Jack is eating Declan's brain. Like with a spoon, like a bowl of cereal kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) It is a great cover. Uh, But this has to be my favourite cover, hands down. Uh, For me, I mean, that is just... If you you get the digital copy of this, you get the page without any text on, and it is just... It's a piece of art. I think I might have to print it off and put it on my wall. Whenever Scott's... Go ahead, Shane. I was just going to say, who needs to sleep anymore? You know, I just have that last thing I see at night, just that face. <laughs> it's like that cover Scott's talking about, like the eating the brain. This day she had things throughout. Like if you, like I was almost kind of uh, picturing and hearing things. Like if, it was, if, it was, if this was like a movie, I'm trying to think of the guy who directed Pan's Labyrinth. Who directed that movie? Um, 
I know. Yeah, I know like, the movie. I feel I like think... this book is something he could make in his own, and you'd be creeped out by it. Even like the sounds of eating brains and stuff. Like it would just be really creepy. Like he deserves to make that. He should make this. Listen to the movie. That that be be his movie. But yeah, like that's the that's the kind of uneasiness this book gives you. You're kind of sensing other things that rather than just reading the book, you're sensing what it's like and how, how things feel and stuff. Like even the scene where, um. I think it was actually one where the guy was on fire and he was saying about the fire being the tongue. That's that one, Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. He should he should make right. this book. Oh. This book and the movie. He's Can you that. imagine Jack in real life? The, just oh. the creepiness of him crawling the way he climbed through windows and up walls and behind mm. just behind doors, just looking over doors and I think oh. Connie mentioned it that the first time you see Jack, it's so creepy. Like the way he goes through the prison bars and stuff like he is it just uh, that also sets the tone of how creepy he is from the start yeah like it, the just, first time yeah. you see nimble jack is the creepiest but the more it goes on he's just a bit of a pest <laughs> bit, of a pe <laughs> bit of a pest i like that yeah but go away uh, just swat him away that, that is true i think the design does have a pest yeah the designs for him um like we were saying beforehand before we went live Clearly, the Joker, isn't it? <laughs> it's a big, must be a big fan of the Joker. Is is the is the guy, uh, Mister Paul Tobin? Because yeah, it's the Joker. Like, and it's actually a really good uh, interpretation of the Joker as well. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Switch Declan out for Batman. This is a great Batman book. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't feel like he was ripping off the Joker, though. It felt it was definitely like a homage or that sort of thing towards uh, the Joker and the way, even the way he was speaking. You know, Nimblejack, even the way he was speaking, was very Joker-esque. And that's the voice I was... I had Mark Hamill's voice in my head whilst I was reading it. Do you think the writer or the artist, do you think when he was asked to come up with a terrifying character, his brain instantly went to, well, the Joker, for me, is the most well, terrifying knows, character like, I can think of? Who, who, who knows if it was a... You know, if Paul, if Paul Tobin was kind of... put him in that direction... You know, I want a Joker-esque kind of character, or if it was a discussion between the two, like when, when they are designing characters before they finalise everything, you know, who knows? It could have been completely accidental. You could have just exactly. done it and it been like, been. oh, crap, he looks like the Joker. Oh, We've well, he looks Joker, right, really. yeah. <laughs> I, I love the way that we have now um, converted Scott, because he said before he doesn't, he doesn't think of voices whenever he's reading books, but he's just admitted. It was Mark there's Hamill. A, there's, a few, yeah. there's a few. I mean, Mark Hamill, you know, when it comes to Joker, you think of Mark Hamill. There's, you know, oh, absolutely. If, I, if I've read a character in, uh, if I've read a character that I've seen on TV or film or whatever, I will give it a voice. But if I haven't, then no voice. <laughs> See, um, Liam agrees with you. He says he has Mark Hamill's head in voice in his head while he's reading yeah. as well and um tb collect says um jack for him was a cross between joker and jack sparrow i could see that with the like the movements you know like the the drunken pirate movement sort of thing yeah. he did move really creepily didn't he like he was he always crawling and like his body was always twisted in a weird yeah weird way um yeah. should we move on to our panels or our pages let's go ahead and um where are they? <laughs> there they are. Um, we'll start with mine because I think mine might be the earliest one. I think. Um, okay. So yours might come later on in the book. So I'll just I'll just go with mine first to show you what I picked, and I picked this one. 
that's where um, Reese goes into uh, Declan's memories. He wants to show her what he's been through. Yeah. And it was the color shift for me that did this because everything was dark and it, like in the real world, everything's normal colors. It's, you know, it's not overly saturated. And then in the other place, everything is dark and dingy and rotten. But when she goes into his memories, it's this lovely pastel colors, you know, this beautiful orange and red and pink. And I just thought it was really beautiful. And I, I wanted to go for a less creepy page and a more beautiful page. Well, <laughs> it looks beautiful. I think what's going on in the page and <laughs> the conversations as to why it's orange and pink, you know, fire and all this, and not so great. Like, if you just quick glance, ooh, that's pretty colours. If you really look at it, ooh, that's weird. Yeah. But that's the, that's the great thing with this art in throughout the entire book. If you really look at it, you can it's beautiful. But then when you look closer, it's beautiful because there's something really dark happening. Um, yeah. But I just I had to pick that one. As soon as I turned the page and I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's my pick. I was like that. I had that in mind. And then I carried on reading. And even though I got to the end, I was still like, no, that's still my pick. To be fair, the rat in that image freaks me out. I don't know even Which why. Rat? It's just the rat, oh, the... <laughs> the one on the table. Like it's just oh. yeah, it's like pinned open. Yeah, oh, but oh. um, Phil, let's see yeah. your page and why did you pick it? I just thought this was quite cool. Like again, yeah. I, I'd said before, like if this was like a movie, like the fact that he's fallen through the window. So this is like the uh, Declan and Nimble Jack having like a like a fight, but obviously Nimble Jack's able to do what, whatever he can do here. So he throws him through the window multiple times. Like he's shown him I can do this over and over again. So he falls down one window, through another one, and a sideways window, and up a window. It's just like if this was a movie, that scene would be really cool. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just thought it's just like I don't know, it's just like a very, very dramatic kind of scene. Again, not too creepy, even though know, there's some weird ass looking dogs at the other side of one window, but it's not creepy as such, but it's it's just a cool action uh, kind of panel. I love the colours and how the only colour yeah. is the words or the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, what kind and of... as, as blood as well yeah. on his back. Yeah. 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 Oh. And there's a slight blue to his jeans. So there is colour. It's not like all black and white. If you the closer you look, the more colour you see, but it's really, yeah. It's grayscale, oh. I suppose. It's, it was a really good action scene as well, actually, the fight between yeah. him and Nimble Jack. It was really so cool. much fun. Um, Scott, what did you pick and why? Here's what I picked. And uh, I picked it because, like, first of all, like, I was, like, these dogs look awesome, didn't they? Like, just how yeah. massive they were and the detail on them. And just the corridor was really, it looked like, you know, in those dreams where corridors just keep going and going and going. It kind of looked like it had that kind of stretch on the first panel there. It just didn't stop. Um, but then what kind of shocked me the most was the very bottom panel was when, you know, you're looking from like a bird's eye view type of thing, and then you realize that all of the dogs have hands for bodies. And <laughs> that, that was, you know, like like you said, uh, your page, Shane, yours was the one that really stuck with you. Um, and this was the one that stuck with me because it was probably the most deceiving and shocking character design, um, you know, creature design, whatever. But it was just, yeah, that just yeah. was in my head the whole time. I was like, Dogs are hands. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, these, these dogs are hands. Like, and it was just, it just freaked me out. But it is freaking, uh, very yeah, freaky. It is. Very cool. I, think, I love the, I I think love the that's the great thing. But that's the great thing. The closer you look, the more things you see. Yeah. 
the, like the deeper you go into the panels because you could have just read that panel and moved on and not even noticed that those dogs were hands yeah i think it's worthwhile with this book the fact that we've read it now but it's almost like you'd be benefit yourself by just flicking through it again just to look at the art like don't read yeah. the story again just just look at the pages because you're right you will pick up things that maybe you didn't notice because they're trying to make that obviously like the atmosphere of the book just be like uh unexplained creepiness like why are the dog's hands it, it, it doesn't make any sense really so they're just they why just wouldn't they be? yeah it's just that's what i mean it's just if you flick through this after and have a look which i'm gonna do later on actually before bed to terrify myself before going to sleep <laughs> boy. yeah <laughs> um, Tyler says he was completely shocked by the art in this book. He had never heard of the artist, but the entire book is great. Stopped multiple times just to look at the art. That's that's high praise. Yeah. If it, if it can keep us a, favorite page as well above. If it can keep you, if a book comic can keep you on a page longer than the text, that's a really good yeah. thing. Connie's yeah. favorite page is the one where they're walking down the glass corridor with all the dogs outside the windows. Where Declan is saying, <laughs> "This is the city of your." Um, in your closet, the woods you don't want to enter. That was your page, Scott. Connie picked yeah. your same, the same page as you. Yeah. yeah. So great minds. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great nice. page. Did yeah. Connie? Did you notice that the dogs were hands? <laughs> dogs are hands. Dogs are hands. Glenn's favorite page um, is when Declan killed Jack. Great stuff. Which time he killed him like eight times in the book. He just kept coming back, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we have the new bin. Hi, Sean. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Evening, peeps. Hope all is good. Yep. Can't I, complain. I I almost think like the art was. Now, when I say this, I don't mean it's in a bad way. Like it's not wasted on the story, but like it's like you put too much effort into it. Like the covers are great. But I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like like you know, normally books would have great covers and lesser art throughout, but this didn't seem to kind of. Yeah, there wasn't that much. Well, there may be a few inconsistencies throughout, but it's like every page was great. To the point where like he's obviously spent so much time on it, like yeah. they're not working elsewhere, just in this one book, and that's it. It's just like they would have taken hours to do one panel, let alone a page, let alone a whole issue of a book. Ahoy, hoy podcast listeners, Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. Absolutely. Blue Sonic it. says um, he did what Phil did. He flicked through it again and again just to look at the art. It's because it's so good. And Connie didn't realise they had hands until just then. So there you go, Connie, you learned something on the nerd. Yeah, we taught you something. <laughs> Wow. And Grey Man has to go one step further and say, hand dogs can pet themselves. Can they like pet each other, just go into sort of like hand petting conga. Oh no, what's it like when they're like mating? Is it just like... Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but... I was thinking how they how do they pup, but you're thinking how they mate. That just shows where our minds are at. <laughs> um, did anyone read the foreword in this? Did you get, did you read the, um, the omnibus? Oh. Oh, see, I, yeah. I had the omnibus and there was a great um, foreword from the writer of this. And he said when he got this cover sent to him, um, he tried to show it to his wife. Um, his wife's an artist, so he thought she would be OK with it. Like it creeped him out, but he really enjoyed it and he wanted to show it to his wife. So he called her up 
from downstairs. She came upstairs and she's like, what? And she, as she's walked in, he's pointed to a, his screen and she's left the room again after looking at it. And he went, no, come in. And she went, no, it's all right. She stood in the doorway and wouldn't go back in until he took it oh. off his screen. I can <laughs> she see was why. so creeped out by the cover. I thought, what? I mean, how um, great. That's, that's one reason why Amy didn't read this book. Like, as soon as she saw our thumbnail, and the cover and stuff for this, she was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to read that." Like, it, it, like you know, I'm not saying it put her off, but it just, it just didn't, it didn't make her go, "Ooh, you know what? That cover makes me want to read it." <laughs> you know? but, There's no question. If you went into the comic book shop today, and this came out, number one committee with that cover, you did know what it was. You see that on the rack. Everyone's going to want to buy it. It'll, it would sell out so quickly because yeah. it's such a big impact. Like it is, it's very creepy and unsettling, and like yeah. it, it, I, I could just picture like someone putting their mouth or their hand through their mouth and their eye. It's oh, it's awful. well, Jack does that to Declan in the yeah. fifth yeah. issue, doesn't he? They're having yeah. a fight, and he reaches his hand under his mouth and up through his eye, and it's oh. it's it's, a, it's grotesque, but just it's drawn so well, you can't help but be in awe of it. So what do we think of the writing then? We've we've gushed over the art. What did we think of the writing? Go on, Scott, kick us off. Um, oh. <laughs> it's it's not a bad thing, but it wasn't, you know, it's a it's a horror book. It's a thriller, a creepy thing. It's not the it's not the best story I've ever read. Um yes, it was very cool. Um, you know, like we said earlier, uh Nimble Jack is like a joker johnny depp kind of crossover um and you know that that bit was interesting the, the bit that dragged me into the story more was when declan started to become you know more you know actually actually moved around instead of just sitting around for 70 years and um you know just the adventure that they had then i say adventure very loosely um the adventure they had between Declan and Reese, and just watching how it all affected Reese as well. You know, you saw at the beginning of the story, she's very sane, you know, well kept together, like she looks like a strong, you know, woman kind of thing. And this just completely wrecked her, this whole, you know, this whole journey. And even Declan says, you know, I thought you could have handled this, and <laughs> clearly, clearly not. And he's really apologetic and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was a good story. You know, it was a well-rounded story. Um, it just it felt. I would have liked one more issue, to be honest. Sometimes we complain about a book having too many <laughs> and we needed less, but I would have liked one more um, that I would have read in the same sitting and never read it again um, because it's kind of tricky. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think. I think, like, if, if you really break it down, uh, take away all the creepiness and stuff, this is really a true love story between Declan and Reese. It's a, it's a romance and Jack. book. Actually, it's a love triangle yeah. between Jack. <laughs> no, uh, to be fair, I, I find the whole love thing quite odd. Like, I get he's lived with her in this kind of uh, state where he, has, he doesn't speak or interact, but still you know, goes to the loo and washes up and stuff, whatever, but doesn't like interact at all. And she's minded him and he's like fallen in love with her in like two days of like him talking to her. 
she feels the same. It's just, well, it all seems very kind of... Hasn't he been falling in love with her this whole time? Yeah, but I mean, Reese in return kind of... Right. Say, yeah. you, I don't think she says it, but you can tell she's kind of fallen for him too. Like, surely like a, a sane person, we like hear all this stuff and we're like, oh, I'm away, see you, bye-bye. Don't stay away from me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, um, on her side, it was a little bit rushed, the emotional connection i mean i know she she was looking after him for five years i get that but she didn't know anything about him now he's woken up and he's like being a bit crazy and he's told her that he was awake the entire time he was literally just sat there being a dick not responding to her for five years <laughs> and she's still like has she still wants to have any sort of interaction with him because i would be like right so i've taken care of you for five years you've ignored me for five years now you want to talk to me we're done you can just go on your merry way now i want nothing to do with you but she was all like oh let's go out for lunch and let's walk hand in hand down the street it was a bit yeah a little bit like what are you doing yeah and even like whenever um maybe this is part of declan's character trait like he seemed to want to tell everybody he interacted with about him and reese like even the wee woman at the stall for the what were they having burritos or whatever it was. Uh, I thought that was lovely though. It, it was nice, but there was, was nice also, touch, even, yeah. even the other guy, the guy who was afraid of dogs. I forget his name. The other character, like he just wants oh. to tell everybody everything. It's like for quite a long second. What's your well, he's not spoken for seventy years. I'd want to tell everyone everything too. I don't. Know, I, I just I found that aspect just very rushed. Like Scott was saying, like another issue, maybe two issues to kind of beef up the kind of. Uh, relationship between them two might have it might have benefited the story overall yeah also i think um maybe an issue or half an issue explaining how declan can do what he can do because he you know he has yeah. like he, he has powers as well he can essentially yeah. remove but, madness from people but it's never explained why or how i think we were kind of learning at the same rate as he was to be honest um but he was really and- good at it <laughs> the fact that he couldn't, think, he, better, couldn't he couldn't do it that often because he was getting colder that was the thing mm-hmm. he, every time he'd done it, his temperature would drop isn't that right yeah but we we didn't yeah. get any we didn't get any backstory yeah. to that to him yeah. like even if it was a flashback to like the 60s where he did it for the first time and realized and then dropped an entire yeah, degree or something true. like that he and, just jumped from 41 to now and that was it and even he with like him being in the 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 asylum like he was still gray looking like he still he was that colder character was he not but obviously mm-hmm. whatever nimble jack said to him that night that made him go cold well he was but... in a he was in the asylum for the criminally insane so he's done he did something some yeah. some violent crime to get him in there he had done we don't know what he's done don't know if you'll find out in volume two or three but in this one we don't know what he did to get himself there and this is the thing, I feel like Reese deserves to know what he done. Like, why were you there? Because if we're going to fall yeah. in love and be together, I need to know. I need to know your backstory. Yeah. It wasn't just I'm an sure asylum, it was an asylum for the criminally insane, so he has done something. Connie says <laughs> she's taken care of him for five years and he's been fully capable the whole time. I'd be fuming. He deserves it when she slaps him. He did. He 100% did because yeah, yeah she, she had taken care of He'd been sat in that chair in her apartment for five years just just ignoring her like she was even reading to him like sexy novels wasn't she like romance novels as well as like poetry and stuff and so she was obviously she had a glass of wine in her hand reading this trashy romance novel out loud to him getting all hot and flustered and he's just sat there like 
when you put it like that, what, what did he do whenever she went to bed? Do you know what I mean? It's like, did he enjoy himself a little bit too much? <laughs> um, it's just like even the fact that she was turning down like a date with like a real, a real life person, like a real life man, just to spend time with with him. Like it's, I suppose if you think about it, she is quite odd. Like I won't, I won't go the long lines. She's, she's crazy. She's just odd in terms of she's taking him in, taking that responsibility. Yeah, it's an interesting case. Like, what's like you know, no one knows anything about him. How old he is? You know, what is his condition? Blah blah blah. But like, it's still an odd thing to take that, take him in. So maybe she's not quite as sane as maybe we think she is. Yeah, maybe it was the kind of you know you get the cliche thing in films on TV where the women you know they say that they like a man of mystery and they like a man they can solve a man they can fix and stuff like that. Was it because of that? You know, did she find him a little bit tra- attractive and then went, you know what, I'll look after him in my own home for five years? Because um, she does say it when she's talking to the policewoman at the start, isn't it? She's saying. Um, you know, he's a mystery. I can solve this. I've been researching for ages to figure out who he is and where he's from, but nothing. And she's like, I can fix this. I can solve this. Yeah, it is a little bit odd. Um, TB brings up a point. Um, didn't he say that he needed to ignore her to keep Jack away? Um, yeah. I think that was something he did bring up, but it didn't matter because Jack could smell Declan on her, couldn't he? Because that was just a random encounter. Yeah, she's yeah, out yeah. in the street where, um, outside the police station when Jack leaves the police station and he catches the whiff of something familiar and then he follows her home so yeah I think he did mention that but still it's a bit of a douchebag move to ignore a woman for five years and then just fall in love with her in two days yeah and just be like hey we need to talk and in terms of like their writing and stuff off characters like we've obviously touched on how creepy nimble Jack was but even things like that the fact that he f- fed on the crazy people. So what comes to Declan, he wanted him to like, uh, what's the word? Uh, He's trying to age him, isn't he? Yeah, like age, like a fine wine type thing. So he, he says he planted this seed to make him colder or whatever, making this kind of insanity thing. And then I'll come back to you one day. And like, what's that? Was it many years is it later? 40 years 70, later on? Yeah. 70, 70 years later. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's yeah. so odd. Like he's just it is that, that even adds the creepiness that yeah. he's just wanted I mean, that him what, kind of I think what did it for me when it came to the whole aging thing was when when he finally gets the chance to like eat him, he sets up the table like, like a cake <laughs> and he like gets the candles and the you know nice table setting and he's like, Oh, maybe we should talk first before we before we start eating <laughs> and all this and I'm like it was kind of like it was funny, but it was also like geez, like terrifying terrifying yeah. thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I thought that was great, though. I absolutely that's that scene, that whole scene when he gets him, takes him there, and he's in like, yeah, I've got Reese. Like, she's gonna be for dessert, you know, she's just a little yeah. small dessert yeah. thing. It's like, but you, you're the main course. I'm gonna enjoy you and all this, and and then they have the whole massive fight again, which is great. And then he gets so annoyed at Declan that he's like, fine, we'll start with dessert then, and he <laughs> goes to get Reese. <laughs> he's just, he was just such a good. Nimble Jack for me is a really good character um, for that sheer uncomfortableness I felt every time he was yeah. on the page because I didn't know what he was going to do. Some characters yeah. you sort of can guess, but with him. Yeah. Sometimes he just appeared out of nowhere and you don't expect him to be there. Like, okay. You, you know, like in a horror film yeah. where sometimes they shut the door and then behind the door is, you know, that's what happened when they were in the fridge, isn't it? When he was looking through the fridge, shut the door. Wasn't that, yeah, isn't that, isn't that right? Yep. 
Um, it was right then. I was like, oh, geez, you know. And you're um, never quite sure if the characters can see him as well, because there are times when they can't yeah. and times when they can. So you don't know, like, if he's in the background, is this a time they can see him or can they not? So you've got that uneasiness every time he shows up as well, which is great. Yeah. Grey Man brings up a, <laughs> a good point. He says, um, surely he was catatonic. No one... No one sane of a sane mind can sit still for five years. He wasn't actually still though, because she did say he had like basic motor functions. She would pick, she would like walk him to the bathroom. He would go to the toilet himself and he would shower himself. So mm. I'm assuming he would then, she would guide him to bed at night or to the table and stuff. So I think he was moving. He wasn't just sat still the entire five years. He'd have like bed yeah. sores and he'd be like attached to the sofa, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Grey man makes a good point there too. Like, like, like who, who would let her? Like, what kind of authority would allow her to kind of take this person? And I know they, they kind of briefly mentioned the fact that they lost funding and stuff, whatever, kind of constantly monitor what like what this is. But like, I can't imagine any authority whatsoever would just say, I, you take him. He's your problem now. Yeah, it's like we, we've run all the tests we can. People have now decided they don't want to experiment on him to find out what's wrong with him. So he'll just be a ward of the state. So you might as well have him and save the taxpayers some money. I'd... I mean, we, they don't really explain what how high up she was because maybe she was quite high up in her job and doing that is quite normal. But yeah, it wasn't explained. It was just like, yeah, she, five years ago, I, I, five years ago, I, I got a man. Yeah. <laughs> I just signed I got him delivered. Yeah, yeah, got him delivered. Blue Sonic says, uh, Nimble Jack was the character that kept me hooked on this story. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, can, I can agree with that and I can see that. But for me, it was, it was different. It was his... It was his growth through the story. That's what that's what I was enjoying reading. And then for me, it was just Nimble Jack was he was just like a you know, a fun addition to the story, you know, to keep you on your toes and to kind of shake you up a bit whenever you know Declan's story started to just you know steady up a bit, and then they chuck Jack in, and then we just go off, wouldn't it? What I find odd about Declan as well, like not odd as in like the insanity aspect, but like. He, whenever Reese was kind of, uh, you know, going through, the, going to like the, the other world, or whatever, or else encountered Nimble Jack, it's like, we'll get you a cup of tea, we'll get you like a sandwich, we'll take you home, get you warm. <laughs> like that, that was slightly odd. Like, what's like, surely, like, if, if, if you have this creepy guy after you, like, surely just like, just soldier on, find, find a way to stop him. Like, <laughs> we'll get you home, we'll get you warm, we'll get you looked after. That was just like, surely that's the last think... thing in your mind. No, because Declan needed to warm himself up a little bit so he could use his ability on her to cure her mind. Because she yes. was, she at that point, she was getting a little bit hectic. She, her brain was all over the place. She was getting a little bit crazy, fairly and understandably. Yeah. You know, you've yeah, just yeah, seen this getting. entire world where crazy people go. Like that's what crazy people see and hear. When someone says they hear voices they're coming from the other place. When someone says they can talk to dogs, it's because the dogs in the other place are talking to them. I thought, what, that was really clever. I really like that idea and how they're all connected. So like there is this one world where all the voices that live in people's heads are and we you can note, travel there. We should note as well, like that, what's quite clever, that the fact that Declan can obviously remove that kind of insanity, but he can mm. also make it worse. He can heighten it because he, there was two individuals in the dark world Whenever they were fleeing Nimble Jack, and he made them more crazy, so Nimble Jack would be drawn to them. Like he was able to sacrifice them two people just to kind of get away. 
and, and um, he even saw the consequences in the real world when they bumped into him didn't they and he felt really right. bad yeah, yeah, yeah. they're getting the car and stuff here yeah. and that's what i think too that that scene where they got in the taxi and these arms just grabbed her up and like i didn't i didn't realize okay. that the dark world could then go through and get you as well like as opposed to do you know what i mean like how did how did the dark world bring you in i i thought jack did that, that. i thought jack had done it but oh, yeah maybe cool. maybe when you first become crazy like uh, so quickly maybe if you like literally she went crazy in like three minutes didn't she <laughs> she i felt yeah. so bad but for her I think, she... <laughs> I think with with what bill said then it, it, it seemed kind of inconsistent with what was what you would expect from this world because mm -hmm. you know it's it's something that only the crazy people can see and the same people can't see so how come these hands just materialized in the same world and just took her away like that that seems inconsistent to like what's the cab the driver works. thinking that's what yeah i, Where I mean is I, the cab you, driver? <laughs> yeah. you could explain it away because she does grab declan to pull him into the cab just as it happens so maybe she grabs him and act and somehow accesses the world through him and has it take her away but yeah it wasn't very well explained was it but it was beautiful it was amazing to watch these hands come from the top of it and then you see outside the cab and you see her being lifted up but obviously there's nothing above the cab it was great yeah like i mean it's been a bit too picky because you don't want everything explained to you i suppose really mm -hmm. but at the same time there are a few things that's like that you think to yourself i like it a little bit more just, just give me something a little bit more than do you think some of the things were done on purpose to make the reader feel a little bit crazy as well because like some of the lines that they, they're saying make no sense whatsoever, and yeah. you can't um, make well, heads or tails of it. Is that like is that talking about like the reader's interpretation? No, no, no interpretation. <laughs> just like there's just some, like some of the characters just say some random things, and it makes no sense whatsoever, and it's never explained. Is that on purpose to make you feel? like you're maybe going a little bit crazy as you're like reading no, this book like there's no rational explanation there's yeah. no reason why like yeah why are these people saying these things why are these things happening and yeah i mean i i guess i guess i got that kind of sense of you know again it's just uncomfortable isn't it and yeah you're just reading it you don't know what's happening like you know and then you just yeah you probably do think a little bit to yourself Ooh, you know. <laughs> And not not oh am i going crazy because you know, no at the end of the day, it's just a comic but um am i meant yeah. to understand this am i meant yeah. to yeah because double, connie double says, think. yeah exactly i think it has to be done on purpose because even connie yeah the writers um the writing was to make the reader feel a bit crazy so yeah i mm. think like if multiple people have picked up on that it has to be on purpose you can't accidentally put so much randomness in a book about so much you know about a being that eats crazy because yeah. what is jack we never find out what jack is is he from the other he's, place or is he from a just, different place i think he's from an, an other other place like yeah, that I, think higher up. I think he's you know like the boss you know what i mean yeah. or like he's just from this higher place that I just looked down on all of these people yeah that's how i took like he's like a higher being that's somehow in control of this dark world you know that that, that like it's his he's created it somehow and also well, he is making people kind of crazy as well then eating them up but then i, th I mentioned earlier on like an extra issue or two for this series i think like a nimble jack one shot issue would have been quite good 
you know, just just solely him, even his origin or whatever. Um, that... Didn't they say the you know the, the way the Nimble Jack appeared was the fact that they gave people forty times over the dosage of this particular drug that they were trying to sort out. So so. I, I don't know if this is me making it up or if I did actually read it somewhere now. Like, wasn't it? Didn't they? Wasn't something like played with the, the thought of like the fact that they gave so much of this drug opened up this dimensional thing that he climbed through? Did that happen? Well, I think they, they say they the, the, the doctors did say it would open the minds of the patients. So yeah, maybe, so maybe with all of those yeah. people opening a door to the other place, Jack was unable to get through himself. Yeah. But him appearing in that first issue, like naked through that pool, just climbing out, oh, was so creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of, it's not a spoiler because if you've seen the covers, um, Jack does come back in volume three. So if you want, I don't know if it's a prequel or a sequel, but I do know that he is on the cover of issue one of volume three. So, yes. I will have to check this out because I think, I think there's, there's a lot of nimble jacks unexplained that I kind of want to know. I feel like I need to know. Yeah, yeah. I feel I want to know as well. Not yeah. just that, not just I need to. I I actually want to. You know, sometimes you read a book and you're like, I need to read more about this just for mm. my own, you know, peace of mind. But for this, I just I want to read more. I want to read the second volume again, and then I'm going to go straight onto the third volume. I can't wait. So you read the second volume before this? Is that uh, like yeah. its own kind of story then, like a separate arc? Yeah. Or is this right? Okay. So does it reference the first arc at all, or is this kind of play on? As now that I've read this, I do know that it references it. <laughs> but like when they talk about things, because it's just um, it's called um, Toss the Bones, okay, and it's a five, four or five part story, a uh, five issue story. Because it was a compact story, I grabbed it because I love the cover, which is like a scarecrow, but he's made up of fingers and hands on his face. And I just thought that, well, again, you see a cover like that on a shelf, you're going to pick it up. And it was great. And it, they did they did mention Nimble Jack in it, but I just assumed that was either coming later or it wasn't until I finished it that I realised there were two other volumes. So, either side. Yeah, either side. So I, just, I read the middle part. <laughs> but yeah, would you read on, Scott? I think so, yes. Um, yeah, just just because of the pure curiosity behind the whole thing, um, you know, it's 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 not because I want to see what happens with Declan. I just want to know what else Paul Tobin can think of. You know, what else can he think up, and will he, you know, what can he add to these both of these worlds? You know, and. Yeah, that's that. That is what uh, is intriguing me more than, you know, yeah, character development is what can Paul Tobin add to the world. I think he can add a lot. He's he's really imaginative with every every character, like the upside down, or it's not the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I was thinking. Like, I I was comparing it to Stranger Things upside down world slightly. <laughs> The other place, the, the, like the monsters in there with like one eye or ten eyes, you know, yeah. forearms. So they, they were all all individually drawn as well. Like they they weren't just like copy and paste. There was they were all individual yeah. characters. You could just look at them all, and they were all different and they all all unique. It was fantastic. Um, Connie says she will read on. It's left her with enough questions uh, to be interested in continuing, mm -hmm. which is not that's. I mean, that's good. It 
it is a complete story from start to finish. So it ends, Phil. On a, on a <laughs> cliffhanger. Ends, on a cliffhanger. <laughs> so it ends, which is great, but it also is open for the next one. So you get to read on if you want. And if you want to stop here, you can stop here and you're not you're not lacking anything. You know, you've had the story. Blue Sonic also going to continue on, which is awesome. See? So, I, I'm going to try and hunt down. I know this it's, it's hard to get the collected edition off this, so I'm going to try and hunt down uh, on, on eBay or the single issues for this because I do want to read it. Glenn says the omnibus is on Comixology for six quid right now, Phil. It's a good deal. Um, there you go. Six quid. That's it's all like free volumes. Pages, isn't it? Yeah, that's not yeah, bad at awesome. all. Yeah, that's great. I think if you do want the individual issues, they are quite pricey um, for the first issues. I did see like an issue four or five for like three or four quid, but the ones oh. and twos go for to quite be fair, a bit. I, I was at my shop today and I had I had two two of the two of the I think it was actually two and three for two pound. And oh. I didn't buy them because I thought I want the, I, I don't want to buy these two, then look at the other three. Go and back. It had, no, had number one off the second volume as well, so maybe I'll have to try and get that now. Oh, go back. Liam says he'll read on, but he's only going to read on the first volume because he hasn't finished this yet. So that's no, cheating. He it, yeah. <laughs> he's not he, finished. He wants, to read, he wants to read on from where he's gone. <laughs> he wants to continue this volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back and get those issues, Phil. You'll get them all eventually. Just slowly build the collection. Yeah. I think yes. I might. I think I'll tomorrow morning. Yeah. Before, before the challenge, right? By next yeah. Halloween, by next October, you need them all, right? Yeah, you'll have months. all of them. <laughs> I, I couldn't display them because, like I say, my, my kids would come in this in this room, so I couldn't have them out because they think, oh, that's a bit too much for them, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not for kids. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they can't even look at the covers of these. That's, 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 that's bad. <laughs> Before we get on to our scores, TV Collects is wondering why they don't have, I'm assuming that means oversized hardcover? Yeah. Or an yes. omnibus hardcover? Oversized hardcover. Oversized hardcover. There you go. Because the art is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did have one omnibus out like a few years back. And they had it on Amazon, I think, about two months ago. And it was like £130 or £140 so for the much. omnibus. Yeah. So but it sold. Someone bought it. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Jeez. Well, and Glenn says, as his first horror comic, he really enjoyed it. And he'll read the rest. So I'm chuffed. Because I picked this book. So uh, before we get to the scores, I will say this is the first book of volume two, which means I'm going to take the lead on the leaderboard for a whole week. <laughs> You're also going to be bottom off the leaderboard for a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then next week, if whatever, the book, if, if something that's called kill the children takes number one spot, you will definitely be bottom for a week. So there you go. <laughs> Well, we'll see. But I'm happy to have top spot for one week, even though there's no competition <laughs> at all. I'm completely it, happy. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So, well done. <laughs> so we're going to score it now. So if you've read along in the chat, please drop your score and we'll take an average of that and add it to our score. And it will add to the overall score for this book. So, Phil, take it away. Final thoughts and scores, please. Okay. So... It's one of those one of those books where I do think the art is better than the story. Obviously, yes, the story does add to the kind of overall creepiness. The characters and stuff is building them to be like nimble Jack to be uber creepy. Um, and it was so cool, like the idea of it, like the fact that he can take away people's insanity or increase it, and then 
you know, it was cool, but I did find the love stuff really kind of like, well, I understand you loving her, Declan loving Reese, but like her reciprocating it. And then it's slightly odd behavior in both their part. And it did seem rushed. I feel like maybe they could have had one or two more issues to kind of expand upon that slightly. There's no question, like this, this touches on some dark stuff. And I was disturbed the first two issues. And the point where I, I wasn't certain if I liked this book, it looked fantastic. But the things that were occurring in the book, I was like, Ugh. but as Scott mentioned, like the further you get into, you get past that point, and it does become a, a good story in its own right. But I still think that I'm still irked by those those early issues slightly. Um, I, I'm gonna go seven point five. I think that's where I'm at. I think it's a very good story and a good book to read, and I will read on. There were a few things were a bit. I was let down slightly because of the book. Like, don't over-explain things, but just give us a little bit more. So 7.5 is where I'm at. Totally fair, and I'm really happy. I'm happy that... Yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally happy with that. Thank you very much. Because really, you're scoring me. Just so we, You're scoring me, just so you know. Oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> if I'm scoring you 10 out of 10. <laughs> Scott the man. <gasps> Scott, final thoughts and scores. So yeah, this was a really fun book. Um, uh, in in a weird sense, um, you know, yeah, like Phil said, the first two issues are creepy as hell. And if I did stop uh, to have a break between reading issue two and three, I think I would have slightly daunted reading the rest. So I'm really happy I read it in one go. It is a good book to read in one go. Um, but yeah, the art. Uh, totally won me over more than the story uh it was a stunning book everything the characters the creatures the worlds i think i saw a comment from tyler earlier on saying um they got so much detail in you could even see the shadows from leaves falling down from trees like that's much detail that was absolutely amazing um but yeah i was yeah it was just a very overall creepy story um and I don't think we've said it enough. It's a creepy story, uh, you know. Yeah, but I really enjoyed the the relationship between Declan and Reese. That was my favorite part. And then just Nimble Jack just jumping in now and again, um, you know. And the whole development and learning about their powers is really good as well. Um, so yeah, good fun read. I'm glad it kind of ended. Like it, you can have it as you can read it on its own. Um, yeah. I do want to read more. I don't feel pressured or have this, you know, nagging want to read more. Um, so overall, I think it was a really good start to Horror Month. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Lovely. Awesome. So um, before I give my scores, have you got the scores from the chat? Because we've got uh, some, got got some high scores from the chat. I know, I know. Uh, um, so yes. Greyman gives it a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Connie gives it a solid 7. Glenn gives it an 8. Beth, who's asleep, hopefully she wakes up soon. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> she won't sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, a 9 out of 10 from Beth. That's I'm so happy with that. Um, TB Collects, he com- completely shocked by the book, wasn't expecting it. Uh, wasn't expecting to be so into it. Fantastic art, crazy psychological story, and he gave it an eight out of ten. See, yeah, such yeah. so chuffed with these scores, <laughs> super chuffed. I think I, if Glenn changes to the point five, is that? Oh, he oh, really he's liked. Up, it. He's up, yeah, he's upgraded. 
Oh, he's changed it to an 8.5. Okay. Even better. Let me just change that. Um, for me, surprisingly, because I picked it, um, I, I'd read the second volume, so I had no idea what this was, but I really, really like this. There's so much I liked about it. I love the art. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the character designs. I love the page layouts and the craziness of that as it was going through the other place compared to the real world. Just the the, the, the difference was so good, but like you could still tell it was the, the city they were in. The buildings were all the same. They were just slightly different, like so clever. And what I love the most which I have moaned and moaned and moaned about many, many times on the Nerd Herd, is that this is a complete story. You mm -hmm. can pick this trade up and you can read this trade and you can put it down and you are done. It's five tight, compressed issues, you know, a start, a middle and an end. And I really love that in my books. If I'm going to pick up a trade, I want it to be a complete story. And this is, and it's creepy and it gets, just makes you uncomfortable as you're reading it and like you said Scott you're not going to get jump scares from a horror book you're not going to turn the page uh, you know it doesn't happen it's a book <laughs> but you yeah. are going to turn the page and go oh what is that like that with yeah. the hands in the face when Jack is attacking him and it's it's fantastic so I really really love this and obviously it's not perfect I understand all the things like the love stuff and the you know, the lack of backstory for some things. And I completely get that. I'm not, I've not got blinkers on for this book, but mm -hmm. I did really enjoy it. And I will read it again because it is, it's one of those books you can pick up with a coffee and you can read it in under an hour. You haven't got to set aside a big mm -hmm. chunk of time for it. And I really, really like that aspect as well. So for me, it's an eight out of 10. Nice. I called it. I wrote it down before you even said. Did you? Gonna, yeah. Ah, you yeah. know me too well. So scores on the doors. The audience. I don't. So we got a seven point five, a seven, an eight point five, an eight, a nine, an eight, which gave us an average score of eight out of ten for the audience. And for us nice. boys, Phil, you gave it a seven point five. I gave it a seven, and Shane gave it an eight, which brings us to an average of seven point five. Nice. Awesome. Can we see where it puts us on the leaderboard? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Does it beat Maximum Carnage? So, this is our new top 10 leaderboard, everyone. Uh, once we fill this, we will then go into another page of a, of a further leaderboard. But this is our top 10 page. And at the moment, it's number one. Top spot. I got the top spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calm down, Chain. Don't be getting too carried away. So, so, so this book is as good as Canto, then? Because it's like... For now. For now. We'll wait until we'll wait for 52 weeks and then we'll see. For one whole week, this is a top spot. And I'm on par with Canto, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was Colder from Dark Horse 2012. Um, we all seem to enjoy it, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad pick for the first one, volume two, issue one of The Nerd Herd. I've picked a decent book. I'm well happy. So, yes, before we go, Go around and see if anyone's doing anything. We'll yeah, start what with. What next week? Oh, next week, yeah. <laughs> We're reading a book next week. It's your book next week, Scott. What are we reading? Baby. It's your pick. What are we reading? We are reading Something is Killing the Children, Volume One. Probably one of the first books that got me into my whole YouTube thing and, uh, yeah, into comics in general. So I'm really looking forward to bringing this to the herd. 
I have never read it and I don't know anything about it apart from there's um, a female character with like a mask with a mouth on it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Scott, was this one of the, one of your books you, you were almost hesitant to pick because you, you're worried about the, the nerd herd and what we really think of it because you love it that oh, much? The only book I am terrified of adding to the nerd herd is Seven Secrets. Now the chat know it. this when it comes to fears, <laughs> they're all going to pick it. You know this. Thanks for saying it, because I was going to say it, but thanks for saying it, yeah. I know, I know. Looking forward to it. Yes, week. so next week, something is killing the children. I won't be here next week. Um, I am doing a um, a fear festival. It's called Shocktoberfest down in Surrey. Mm. It's a street fair with all, like, actors and stuff in the streets, and then they have ten rooms of horror that you can visit, clowns and surgeons and witches and stuff, so I will be doing that. So I won't even be able to watch live, unfortunately, guys. But I will do videos of my thoughts on the books right. for you to they, they, play. They have that. They have that right. It's, it's just not a Halloween thing. It's just it's just called Belfast. <laughs> Sorry, I was terrible. Bad joke. <laughs> it's probably going to be scarier than Shocktoberfest in in all fairness. It's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around and see if anyone's doing anything, or shockingly, if anyone has already done something. <laughs> Fail. Listen, listen. I, I couldn't have another episode of the Nerd Herd without by by saying I'll, I'll I'll make a video for next week. So it's been like three or four weeks. I promised it, so I had to put something out. So it came out today. My review of the uh, TMNT IDW Collection Volume One. It's on my channel, and I'm also already started to read Volume Two. So what? I'm not going to promise the video anytime <laughs> soon, but it will be coming at some point. Not next five, week, six, maybe a couple of weeks. Five, yeah, six yeah, weeks, yeah. 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 Pro start promising it next week, and then it'll be ready in five weeks' time. Yeah, that's all I'll do. I'll hype it up now. That's all, that's all the hype. I'm getting people excited for that's it. Hype. Yeah. So yeah, head over to Phil's Nerdiverse to check that out. Because, I mean, you don't see him that often, so go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what have you got coming up? Or what have you got? Uh, So tomorrow... Uh, myself and Alistair from Stormcore Collectibles, we are doing our mystery box uh, battle. Um, so we both received 10 books from Joblock Comics, and we are going to be going head-to-head -to -head tomorrow. We, you can see it on my channel and on his channel at the same time, uh, and you can join in the chat. It'll be really fun, and you can kind of judge for yourselves who's got the better covers whilst we go against each other to see who's got the highest value of books that we had awesome i so got a bit excited uh, today i thought it was today <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a eight o'clock tomorrow p.m tomorrow not today tomorrow, i got all ready yeah. to watch it today <laughs> i got everything prepared got the big telly got my laptop uh my mac my ipad for the comments and i was all ready and then you were like no it's tomorrow i was like oh yeah. whoops <sighs> uh, also we did a video on monday yes we, did. we met up we met up in person <laughs> And we did a little collab, didn't we? Live action. We got some mystery bags for each other. Had a look through those. That was fun. It, I didn't um, watch it. I just thumbs down <laughs> the video and that was it. <laughs> we uh, we called it Popcorn and Pints because we had pints and there was popcorn on the table. Really salty popcorn it. on the table. <laughs> Makes you buy more pints. That's smart. Hold on. But that this was inedible. Awesome. This was inedible. It was far too salty. Um, but I've also got my quiz on Dawn of Comics. It's the viewer competition is still live, so you can head over, watch Dawn of Comics Quiz Night 12, enter the viewer competition and win a prize. So yeah, that's me. But yeah, once again, next week we are reading Scott's pick. 
Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1, 2019, from Image? Boom. 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 <laughs> Whoops. Boom. <laughs> Image. from boom studios yeah of course it is i know it is i don't know i'm just having a little brain freeze <laughs> it's okay don't worry about it we've been recording over an hour i don't go over an hour normally that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> so yes until next week everyone thank you for joining um there's only one thing left to do and that is to get your waves out and say thanks for watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye Hey, time now. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>